Sir, three, two, one, action. Yes, sir, what's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Millionaire Mansion podcast. And the Millionaire Mac Club, we believe millionaire is defined by the mindset, not monetary status. And it feels so good to be back on the pod. As most of y'all know, I broke my MacBook, but I got it back. And first episode back, I had to bring a honorable guest, man, <laughs> my man, Zeke. Too fresh Crawford. This man is a pro baller now. Uh, we met. We met at Lewis and Clark playing basketball together. But now this man is a pro in Switzerland. Like that's crazy. That is really crazy. But Zeke, how you doing, bro? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Feeling blessed. Fresh off of practice. Feeling just accomplished, man. More so than anything, I'm grateful for every moment now. Right, that bro. It's still like <laughs> I'm still trying to fathom the fact that it's just crazy. You're really living out your dream. And even though we only played one year together, I still have like secondhand happiness and like second, like I feel like I'm living out my dream through you. You feel me? Like that's the power of what you're doing. That's that's really the dope thing. So let let the people know a little bit about uh what you got going on in Switzerland, uh, who you play for. Uh, you've been putting up numbers, so. Yes, sir. Been putting up um, out here in uh, Zurich, Switzerland, playing for a club called the Gold Coast Wallabies uh, in the NLB Swiss uh, League over here. It's a second division league in Switzerland. Um, they got me playing like a power forward big man, so sticking to my LC roots a little bit, but definitely still showing some of my guard skills, staying as versatile as possible. Uh, we're sitting like three and three right now, looking to make a push to the top. Uh, uh, my team was actually the defending champ, so we're looking to repeat, mm. keeping that, uh, hoping to defend our title as well. So they brought in the right person to do it too. Sir, I love that. So you you went to a championship culture. That's what's up. So I was actually going to ask you this before the pod started, but I was like, no, nah, I'll just wait till we got the camera rolling. So I remember we were trying to set up the podcast episode like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, however long ago it was. And then I just remember all of a sudden you're like, hold on, bro. Like, let's wait. I'm moving to Switzerland like mad fast. <laughs> so was the contract signing as fast to you as it was to me because like obviously I wasn't up to date on every single move I just knew you were trying to play pro then all of a sudden I see Zeke Crawford pro I'm what (laughs) (laughs) no man it was it happened it was a whirlwind of events it was a whirlwind of events I just um I mean they always say be uh, be ready so you don't have to get ready you know and uh the opportunity just came to me after sending out so many things to agents I had people uh, helped me send out just all my tape, all my things to agents that I found on the FIBA website, sent out my film. Uh, this guy um, by the name of Tony Brown, he got back to me like, hey, saw your film. Uh, I just had a dude drop from Switzerland. How fast can you get here? And I was like, you know, like as soon as you buy the ticket, I'm over there and not like, you know, completely unexpected. Like this is me just 
kind of going through my daily routine, grinding, waiting for my opportunity. And they're like, one day you're going to get the call. And I finally got the call. And like on the call, it felt as surreal as when they say you're going to get the call. Like, oh, like, is this real? Like, is this actually happening? But, you know, after a couple of days of talking to him, like he bought the flight. I had to pack my bags and just go. So how long, how long have you been wanting to play pro ball? I mean, everybody, like, especially when they're a kid, they're like, oh, I want to make it to the NBA. And then, like, as we got older and older, we started to saw, we started to see, like, everyone's not going to make it to the NBA. But I would say, like, my overseas pro aspirations kind of uh, blossomed in uh, my time at LC. Mm. Uh, my first coach, Coach Inari, kind of said, like, you know, you could, like, play overseas if you really stay dedicated. And that was something that didn't really occurred to me I wasn't like uh, aware of the overseas scene at the time when I was a freshman and then since ever since freshman year it's kind of been in the back of my head and then junior senior year I was like I can actually do this if I work hard enough so it was something kind of like bubbling in me freshman year of college and then it just kind of like became something I like dreamed about every night come senior year mm, wait so time out that you just touched on something crucial right there so Obviously, like you said, like everybody that started hooping, well, I won't say everybody, but a vast majority of people, when they first start hooping or playing whatever sport, they're, oh, I want to make it to the top spot, this, that, and the third. And I like that you've re reshaped the vision and still are living out the vision in a different way, right? So you just said junior, senior year, every night you're dreaming about that. You're dreaming about it. So what what is it like having that dream, knowing you can achieve it, but knowing it's in the distance? I mean, knowing it's in the distance, like at the end of the day, you don't know. Like you can only have that faith in the work you put in day by day and just know that that hard work's going to uh that hard work is going to pay off because as much as I wanted it, as much as I could picture myself over there, uh, a lot of things happened that kind of like, you know, shot at my faith, kind of made me doubt myself, doubt if it was possible. Like, you know, senior year, uh, Corona hit. We couldn't even even finish the year. And uh, that summer, kind of trying to put myself out there it was kind of like a lot of bad news a lot of people being like there aren't any opportunities out here like the NBA shut down there's no way overseas basketball is going to still be happening so kind of having that initial push taken away from me kind of having that sense of like if everything was normal it would have been easy like I got a lot of that response and like that kind of you know made it hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel all I saw was like darkness because it's like this isn't how it should be. This isn't in my control. Like if everything was normal, then I would already be there. So once that hit and once I was kind of going through that, there was definitely a lot of doubt, but through that doubt, it was just like knowing that there still will be light at the end of the tunnel and still knowing that what is in my control is still in my control. So I can't control Corona, but I can't control like me working out every day, me still being ready whenever the time comes. Right. Right. That's it right there. Like you said earlier, if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. And the provider, God, source, whoever you believe in is going to give you a blessing if you keep working, even if you're in the dark. So that, that's a crucial thing right there, bro. That is a crucial thing. Um, I remember you were you were 
traveling to it was Cali, right? You were doing uh like scouting events in Cali. Yeah, yeah. Um so obviously you're going head to head with other men, other people that are going towards a dream that you guys share in common. So what is that like understanding that it's not necessarily have to be cut? Well, it kind of is cutthroat. Like either I'm feeding me, feeding me and mine, or you're feeding you and yours. So like, I got to go get this bucket. So as, cause obviously for the people that don't know you, Zeke is the most down to earth dude. He'll go conversate with anybody. Like, man is top five goofiest goofballs ever <laughs> like nah, for real for real so what is that like knowing that you have to flip the switch and go go kill mode in a sense i mean uh i always remember something my friend nagasi he went to linfield and we were doing some uh, training together while i was back in uh the city uh something he said to me that really uh, stuck was um whenever i was working out or whenever i was playing i can't picture myself playing in uh I can't picture myself playing against who I see in front of me I gotta picture myself playing against someone who's overseas because that's where I want to be and like really visualizing myself in like a foreign environment visualizing myself against a foreign opponent is something I had to constantly practice because it's easy to get caught up in okay I'm going against my homie okay now I'm going against somebody who wants the same spot as me and kind of getting in that mindset having that constant shift of you feeling like you're playing against different people, that can kind of be distracting in a way. Mm-hmm. But having that mindset of like, I'm doing this for one goal, and that's to play against foreign opponents, that's to play against people overseas. Mm-hmm. So if I constantly practice like I'm playing against people overseas, if I constantly play like I'm playing against people overseas, then everything I do will be working towards me getting there. And I think that mindset really, really helped when I was going to those combines, when I was going to those tryouts like I kind of already picture myself playing against those type of opponents instead of playing against somebody who's trying to do the same thing as me and I think that's one like mindset shift that really helped kind of push me over the edge like it was definitely still a tryout definitely still a combine you know you're still trying to look good compared to the next dude but mindset wise I was just thinking yo this is a dude already overseas this is the dude I'm going to be competing against so that really helped me kind of turn that uh flip that switch as you said right that bro that is so translatable so translatable just to anything you're grinding towards really because it's kind of like that saying uh don't dress for the job that you want or don't dress for the job that you have dress for the job that you want right and bro really i've been tapping into my visualization with growing my brand growing myself and it just helps you build build a sense of confidence that nobody else can give to you because your yeah. mom, your coach, your best friend, everybody can believe in you. But until you believe in you, until you see, see seeing yourself doing what you want to do, then you're not going to truly achieve the greatness that you want. That's what I'm really peeping exactly. is like exactly. you have to see like call it crazy if you want but you have to see yourself there before it happens is basketball the only thing you use like visualization for honestly I mean yeah like us it's the thing that I feel like is the most uh 
the thing I really needed the most for. Like, um, I think bigger picture, I could definitely use it just in life in general. Right. Whenever I'm manifesting anything that I want, whether it be, uh, you know, success in some other field. But basketball is just something that, for me, like, is my motor right now. Like, I've always treated basketball as a vehicle. I was always taught that basketball is a vehicle, that it's not necessarily the end game, but it's a vehicle. Like, it can get you education. It can get you, you know, a professional job. It can get you to network with the right people. So it's just always been something I love to visualize and then has produced, I would say, the most fruit just because, like, on the court, like, I perform a certain way off the court. I'm thinking about what I'm doing on the court. So it's just been really easy to visualize. Right. And I feel like with that, like, for the athletes out there, you guys know how translatable your habits are. Like my coach, my coach currently, he says like, you are who you are, no matter what you're doing. So like the habits that you have, if you're lazy on the basketball court, you're most likely going to be a lazy roommate. You're most likely going to be a lazy student. You may, you may have more passion for what you're doing, but you're, you're going to have the same common tendencies. And honestly, that's, that's something that you're you're a perfect example of like you're a perfect example of it where going back to your personality where you're a great teammate because you can talk to anyone right but then at the same time you know when when it's time to go to work it's time to put in put in the grind trying to go kill mode basically so my question for you is like where did you get the mindset where did you get the hunger where did you get your tenacity from um I definitely say I feel like I got my tenacity from my family they definitely just always encouraged me to be myself one way or another and I think through the different coaches that I've had the different teammates that I've had it was kind of reinforced I remember a conversation I had with a coach Tim, a coach Tim at the beginning of my senior year he was talking about kind of like being a leader and one thing he said to me that really stuck was to be a leader in your own right. So, you know me, I'm not the guy who's going to yell at you, be like, get it together. Come on, we need to do better. Like he was saying, lead in your own right. So, you know me, I'm going to talk to you. I play loose. I like to have fun. That's when I feel like I play my best basketball. And I feel like that positive energy is really contagious, especially if I'm doing my best. So I think my mindset just kind of came from people really pushing me to just kind of be my best self and not try to be something I'm not. Cause it's really easy to see like, okay, everyone watched like, or most people watched the last dance. Everyone heard like how Michael Jordan was a jerk to his teammates, but he pushed them to be better. Like everyone wants to be as good as Michael Jordan, but everyone's not Michael Jordan. But you can still be a great leader. Like uh, coach Tim used the example of Steph Curry. Steph Curry's probably not yelling at his teammates every practice. He's probably having fun. He's probably motivating them, encouraging them. And look at the success that the Warriors have had. And he's done that in his own way. So I think the challenge is to find out who you are and how you can improve in your own lane and kind of take inspiration from other people and make it into your own. But realize that you're not going to have success finding something outside of yourself. You're only going to find it within. And from within, you got to water it and let that seed grow within and just sprout to other people. Right. That. That's a bar right there. That that's that's. I came here to drop bars. I, I just I'm just getting started. I got a lot more bars where that came from. 
Once I realized I needed more guests on the pod, I said, no, I need to hit up Zeke ASAP. Like, like I told you all, <laughs> like you said, I still, it still hasn't came back to me on what gym you dropped. But like, y'all, when I would tell you my freshman year, walking around campus, like I was just always trying to, oh, what, what, what knowledge is free gonna, gonna drop? Da, 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 da. Always trying to be around the people that have already been where I want to go. So I don't have to go through the battles that you went through necessarily. Or if I do see those battles, bet, I'm, bet, Freak taught me about this. Boom, 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 boom. I handle it like that. So, oh my God. This, oh, it's <laughs> things come full circle. Full circle. Um, so what, what, obviously, you need to handle business with this with this season. What do you see is like your next few steps with this hoop stuff? Where do you- uh, that's that's a great question. Um, as soon as I got here, as soon as I played my first game, something hit me real real fast, and that this is only the beginning. Mm. Like my ultimate goal is to like go to multiple places. Like I want to have a long career. Like my, like if I had to put a number to it, I want to play for at least 10 years. Mm. So in those 10 years, go to different places, play at like the highest level of basketball that I can. Cause I still feel like I'm growing and developing as a player. And that's something I still have to constantly remind myself too. When I feel like I'm being too hard on myself, it's like, I still got time to develop. I'm not even in my final form. So my ultimate goal with hoop is just to play as many different places as I can and just continue to play at higher levels. So one thing I realized, like, I made it here, but that doesn't mean the work is over. I feel like now more than ever, like, the work has to hit a different level, has to hit, like, a different level of visualizing, a different level of, you know, pushing myself on and off the court got to maximize my body to new levels and push myself, you know, and even get smarter. Like uh, we were saying before, like basketball over here is just really, really physical, but you can see the skill difference. Like a mistake can still cost you a bucket. It still cost you like a 10 point uh, run or something like that. So realizing just because I've made it here, I can't get comfortable making it here is only a gateway to working harder. So that's just kind of the mindset I've been repeating to myself and, hoping that that mindset will lead me to a, a long lasting basketball career. All right. That's it right there. So, so my next question for you, cause I'm actually, I really want to see, see your perspective on this. What, cause we, we've talked a lot about overcoming, about knowing that things are going to get light, even though they're dark, what gets you through? Because I know, it's easy to tell the story like, oh, I always knew I was going to be here or I, yeah. I had a good feeling I was going to be here. But on the times you felt like quitting, you were like, no, like, I, I, I don't know why I was dreaming that. The times yeah. of self-doubt, the times that you were just absolutely bashing yourself, what, yeah. what gets you through that? I mean, especially in those times, more than anything, that's kind of when I relied on my inner circle, my family, my close, my close friends, people that I was working with, kind of telling them like, like, it's especially like it was a year and a half after I graduated, like, thinking like, am I not good enough? Like, am I not working hard enough? Am I not doing the right things? Like, 
really battling with those internal conflicts, that's when I turned to my family and friends and kind of mm. needed that boost of encouragement. Like they told me like, look, times are hard. Like if, and if it was easy to go pro, everybody would be a pro. So like, you know, there is overcoming, like you had to face some type of obstacle. This wasn't going to be a handout. Mm -hmm. Them reminding me of that. And them also reminding me that hard work always pays off and that if you believe you deserve it, you'll get it. So one thing my mom, like, I love this analogy that my mom uses that whenever we have like these, uh, self-doubts or like, uh, low self-esteem thoughts, she calls them ants ants that just kind of crawl all over your body they can just right. you know you forget to take a plate to the kitchen you're gonna have some ants around right, right. so you gotta tell them ants to like get away you gotta clean up your space make sure your mental is clean make sure you're constantly mm. keeping that mental hygiene up make sure them ants don't get on you because if you let them they they'll pile up those ants will pile up and then you just be sitting here like damn i can't do it i'm not good enough when in reality you just got to check yourself and keep yourself like in check. Cause it's not just a one-time thing. Like I know I can do it. And then you don't say that to yourself for the next couple of months. It's a constant thing. Like she really pushed on me affirmations. Like, and that's something I really took advantage of in my darkest days was affirmations. Like I literally um, back in Oregon, um, I lived next to this park and it was dope. Cause like when the sun was setting, it was like a nice view. I always took time. Like uh, after a workout, I just go up to the park I meditate for like five to 10 minutes. And I literally said to myself out loud and in my head, I will play professional basketball. I will play professional basketball. I deserve to play professional basketball. And for me, that was my way of kind of cleaning those uh, ants, getting those ants off me and just reminding myself like, yo, if I don't believe, it's not gonna happen. Like every, that was another thing. Mm -hmm. Everyone else could believe in me, but if I didn't believe, then I wasn't gonna go nowhere. And that was also kind of like a slap in the face. I'm like, I got all these people thinking I can do it and I don't think I can do it. Right. That's disrespectful to them. Right, all these But they think I can do it and I'm over here like arguing with them, like that's disrespectful to them. So just really just that self-talk, that self-affirmation, picturing it, visualizing it, just saying it out loud, like I will do this, this will come to me. I think a, a combination of those kind of really help me get through all those tough times gotta clean your ants as soon as you see one ant even if yeah. you see one ant you turn your head boom there's 50 ants like yeah. whoa the mental hygiene is so important and that's something i can't preach enough honestly myself is like the mental like you hit it right on the nose bro like just saying I can do it once. That's not enough. That's not enough. And the thing is what people, what people will misconceive is like, they're like, well, I don't have it yet. Or, uh, I've never done that or nobody that I've known has <laughs> done that. And just because it hasn't happened yet and you're already claiming it doesn't mean you're lying. That's, mm -hmm. that's where people will like mm -hmm. doubt, doubt, uh, that's where they'll doubt affirmations. They're like, well, I'm lying if I'm saying I'm a millionaire, but I only have $10 in my account. Wow. Only da, 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 da. See, but where, where you can validate that, where the affirmations be, can become a lie. Let's use your example. I deserve to play professional basketball. I am a professional basketball player, but you're not working out or you're working out once a week. You're working Ooh. out. Then, then? Yeah. You feel me? 
Yeah. Really lying to yourself. Like if I'm saying I'm a millionaire, I run a big company, I run a billion dollar company, but I'm scrolling through Instagram watching bikini models. Man. Is that gonna translate? Is that really lying? Like, bro, so you know, you you were actually a big inspiration on my mental hygiene, really, because I just remember you, you, like I said, just peeping your moves. You always had just subtle habits that I would pick up on showing up early, getting extra reps, working on your body, having uh, pictures in your locker, like just, just constant reminders, constant reminders, little things I'm picking up on. Right. So I know it can be it can be hard to be different in the aspect of being so confident in yourself or understanding that you need to clean your ants. Because honestly, the people that take great care of their mental hygiene are, are truly the anomaly, unfortunately, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So what, how has that been for you? Because I know some people have, it kind of gives them a sense of insecurity when when people find out, oh, they may be spiritual, oh, they may do affirmations, oh, you may meditate, da 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 da. So, what, what, what's your relationship with the mental hygiene in regards of other people's outlook on it? Um, dang, that's a great question. Um, knowing that, like, when it comes to hygiene, just regular hygiene, like. Yo, hygiene is your responsibility. Like, you're not responsible for anybody else's hygiene. If somebody else stinks, you're not going to be like, hey, bro, let me, let me, let me get you right real quick. You're right. like, nah, that's your problem. You got to fix it. So right. I think the same thing with that mental hygiene. Like, you got to understand that it's your responsibility and people going to feel however they will feel about it. But the same way you take care of your body, like, you clean your body for yourself. And then, like, how you smell going to affect people, either good or bad, but how they react to it, that's not that's not on you. But you taking care of your hygiene to your standard. And I think uh, having your own standard is probably the, the biggest thing. Like, if meditation isn't for you, have a different way to check your mental hygiene. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's listening to something calm. Maybe it's just, like, cleaning your room, you know, doing something physical. Like, there isn't one way to take care of your mental hygiene you know and I think finding your own path within that and just being confident in that being confident and then comfortable because people can give you a bunch of tools being like oh I think this will work for you I think this will work for you but ultimately you just got to find what works for yourself like for me it's meditation and visualization Mm -hmm. and then like sometimes going on walks and like I have a deep appreciation for nature and for some reason like the the sound of running water like really, really calms me. So right. I'm just kind of like, that's just something I like. That was something that I had to discover for myself. And ever since then I was comfortable in it. Now I'm confident in it and I'm okay to be like, yeah, I need, I need a second to meditate. I need a second to get right. So regardless of how people feel about that, I just know that brings me peace the same way. Smelling good brings me peace. Right, it's, that's, that's, that's it right there. That's literally it. <laughs> It's kind of similar to wearing like a cologne, wearing a cologne. Not everybody may like the scent. Some people may think you smell too strong, but you're like, shoot, I smell fire. I smell fire. Because you know, 
<laughs> right. But so um, then I, w- I want you to touch on that, on how you had to find how you had to find what mental hygiene worked for you, because I know the process, the process can get tedious of, oh, I tried to meditate. Oh, I've tried affirmation. None of it really works for me. So what advice would you give to someone that may not have been consistent with their mental hygiene or hasn't really found what works for them? Um, I was just cons- I would say continue to try as many things as possible. Like, you know, like if you haven't found it yet, if you feel like you're struggling to keep it consistent, that's just maybe your mind telling you that you still haven't found exactly what you're looking for. And then there's also like, you know, that discipline, the discipline piece to it. But that's just uh, more touching on keeping your mental hygiene in check. But if you found like you haven't found one thing that works for you, continue to try a bunch of different things. Like uh, I went from affirmations to meditation to journaling to back to affirmations. And I feel like I'm still kind of dipping my toe in these different pools, you know, but within the different tools that are out there, I still feel like I'm keeping my mental hygiene in check. Like one week I'm like journaling heavily. I feel like I just have a lot on my mind that I just got to write it down. Next week, I just feel like everything's in my head and I just kind of need to calm it down. Other week, I feel like, you know, I just got a lot of like physical energy. So let me just go on a walk. So a part of mental hygiene is like listening to your mental, like, you know, Mm. understanding that you may not be a one trick pony. You may need different things to fulfill that, that void that you feel that, you know, consistently, consistency can kind of get boring sometimes, you know, to meditate every day and kind of have that routine. Uh, It can kind of get dull, but if that routine works for you, go for it. If you feel like you can't stick with it, switch it up. I feel like more than anything, the most important thing is keeping your mental hygiene in check, however that may be. If that's talking to somebody, if that's going to therapy, if it's meditating, whatever it takes, the more importantly above all else, just keep that mental hygiene in check. Mm, I like that. I like that you touched on discipline. So I feel like if we're talking pro basketball, you have to talk discipline. We have to talk discipline, freak. Discipline, bro, really, I, I've i always known discipline is a, a great key. But lately I've been, um, because my end goal is to be the number one. No, I am the number one motivational speaker in the world. I've been I've been studying other motivational speakers. So like last week I was studying Les Brown. This week I'm studying Eric Thomas. And he Eric Thomas, he just talks so much about discipline, discipline, discipline. Success isn't hard, but discipline is, and discipline's the key to success. So what and uh, discipline can get so tedious. It can get so tedious, and you may not see see the results until three years later, three months later, three weeks later, three days later, three hours later, you don't know when that discipline is going to pay off. So how, how have you developed the discipline that's gotten you to where you are? And what do you think you need to become more disciplined with to get you to where you want to go? Um, when it comes to discipline, I always like to use this quote, uh, this quote, like whenever, um, whenever you like find, I can't remember the quote correctly, but it's like whenever times get tough and you can't like figure out why you're still doing it, remember why you started. Mm, yeah. And I think that's something that like that 
especially before I got here was something that like was really, really driving me. I'm like, I can't take no days off. I can't take my foot off the gas because I'm not even there yet. And now that I am here, it's just a reminder to keep on doing the same thing. So discipline more than anything comes from that like internal motivation of wanting your end goal. Right. Like you have to want your end goal the same way you wanted it on day one when it was just like a thought in your head. Right. You got to try to keep that same hunger as day one. Keep that same curiosity as day one. Keep that same patience as day one. You know, like if you just constantly kind of reset to like, all right, today's a new day, but the same grind, I feel like that's how we can kind of simplify, simplify discipline. That is ah that's perfect i came to drop gems to drop gems that is a bar bro what no if you find a way to make your dream feel just as desirable as day one what everybody knows that day one go oh bro I'm going to start working out. Day one, you're in the gym. Huh? You're in the gym. Huh? Say, yeah, in, the gym. <laughs> like in, in that thing going crazy. Day two, you're huh? day, day three, you're kind of, ooh, I'm kind of, I'm sore from, I'm kind of sore. But if you find a way to hit that refresh button daily, hit that refresh button daily, boom, and you have that day one grit every single day, what? What? that's that's where the easy part comes it's simple like like you said it is simple but simple doesn't mean easy simple is simple to understand but like it's hard to be like okay day 58 but i still feel like day one like that's hard that's the hard part but it's simple to be like if i get up work out work hard for what i want eventually i'm gonna have it Mm -hmm. like that's common like when you say that it feels like common sense but then when you wake up work hard every day like that's where the hard part comes in. Right. So wait, what's the quote? Uh common sense isn't or common knowledge isn't always common practice or something like that. Something like that. Basically, <laughs> just no, it doesn't mean you're gonna apply it. Just because uh, it doesn't mean you're gonna apply. It. And the thing is, the thing that uh I feel like people need to understand is yes, you need to be consistent. Yes, your your intensity needs to be at a certain level, but you need to like, I feel like it's kind of think about it like weightlifting. You can't have a max day every single day and still see results just because you're throwing up the most weight in the weight room doesn't mean that you're going to see growth because that may not be the correct growth strategy. So with the consistency, you also have to be tactical with your resources, tactical with your grind, tactical with your energy, because energy, bro, we everybody knows how it goes. Energy man, if you burn out and you don't have a viable source to recharge quickly, woo, that those, those low energy modes, oh my God, those yeah. are some tough things to overcome. Oh, yeah. Oh, those yeah. are tough things to overcome. So what do you think, what do you think you need to become, I want you to get a little vulnerable on the pod. What, what do you think? That's lie. I could be that. That's, <laughs> That's why I brought you on. <laughs> what do you think you need to? No, 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 no. Let's start back. What do you think you weren't disciplined with enough that didn't ultimately? Let's just use the NBA as an example. What, what discipline was lacking to get you to that level? Honestly, the only thing that was stopping me from 
being in the NBA, now that I feel it now, was having that belief from day one. Mm. Like having that belief that like I can compete with anybody. I could max out my body to be at that level. Cause like more so than I realize now, like manifestation is so real. Like mm. your mental is more powerful than anything you could do with your physical. Like I truly, truly believe that. And like, had I had that belief from day one, I think I would, you know, be in the NBA, be in the G League, like period, just because like that mindset was something that was just, I was just unaware of, you know? Like when I was younger, everyone was like, oh, you're gonna go to the NBA. It's just cause I was better than everybody in my school. But I didn't think I was the best in the city. I didn't play like I was the best in the city. I didn't work like I was the best in the city or the state. And I think like that mindset kind of was something that it wasn't like, you know, not to say like I wasn't hyped up because like my parents hyped me up, like everybody hyped me up who was around me, but I didn't really internalize it and try to take it to the next level. So right. I think discipline wise, I wasn't disciplined enough on constantly being confident and constantly pushing myself to think outside the box. I was too in the box, like, all right, I know I'm the best in my school, so let me just stay the best in my school. I wasn't thinking outside the box at that young age so I couldn't push myself to new limits you know so I think that was probably the only thing I didn't stay disciplined at oh that's (laughs) (laughs) straight gems coming at you straight they can literally hop on the video click on any timestamp and find gold and hop off literally watch 20 seconds of freak talking on this podcast (laughs) you're good bro because In, in regards to my hoop dream and me wanting to go to the league, I, I feel like I had the same struggle where I had, I had a, a decent confidence level. I knew I was the best in my school. I knew I was maybe the best in that little league that we played in, but I wasn't, I wasn't putting in the work and putting in the work to be the best in the state, be the best in the, in the West Coast, be the best in the country. And therefore, you can't really walk that walk. But also with that, I didn't understand the mental piece like you talked about, because maybe I was putting in my 10,000 hours. I was going hard in the gym, putting up a thousand shots a day. Right. But if I don't I don't feel like enough coaches, mentors, because I think this is bigger than basketball. I don't think enough young people are exposed to the mental training that they need in order to truly succeed how how they can succeed because honestly if you look at me I'm a 6'1 guard 180 right now I I have a decent build but if I would have taken myself way more seriously when I was younger yeah I have odds stacked against me but if I had such a strong belief system there's no doubt I would have been where I originally wanted to be but I was never truly exposed to that mental skills training that I needed and honestly I like to take responsibility for for where I am because I can't say oh my mom did me wrong my dad did me wrong oh because they did their best my coaches did their best So for the young people that are listening, for anybody that's listening now, realize the power of this, realize the power of the laptop or the iPad that you're, that you're looking through. You can literally, if you do enough Google searching, you can find LeBron's day to day. 
You can find different meditations. You can find the, the formulas to building wealth. And it's a matter of understanding that there's so much more intrinsic work in order to be successful than is really talked about. Because what I've really noticed about successful people is like, they understand um, the masses of people won't truly understand what really, what it really took, what it, what the visualization that it really took, the affirmations, the meditation, the tears, all of that, people won't really pay that as much mind as, oh, he has 10,000 followers. Oh, he has, uh, he's playing pro ball, da, 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 da. He probably put up 500 jumpers a day. Yes, he put up 500 jumpers a day, but he's also meditating 15 minutes a day. Yeah. He's also cutting down his Instagram scrolling time. He's also doing his mobility flows. He's all like, understand there's so much more that goes into it than the glitz and glamoury grind the oh i ran three miles today oh i maxed out my my bench today you know like oh so what do you think what do you think would solve that how can we get because i know you're you're working with younger kids now and you said the switzerland basketball scene is up and coming so what what do you think a solution to that problem is how can we get more exposure to the the sense of optimism, the level of belief, and the true limitless potential that everybody has, how can we spread that to more people? I think especially when it comes to like younger generations, you just got to hype them up. You got to make them feel like they can do anything they set their mind to. Like you definitely got to keep it real with them. And there's moments for tough love. Like uh, it was like great example yesterday. I ran this uh, 18 and under practice. We had a good practice and then um, coming in after there was an assistant coach because I was just filling in for one of my teammates who's uh, had a family emergency. So this is one of like my first times even meeting the team. Right. So um, the one of my assistant coaches who coaches like my team also helps out with them. And he came in after the practice and kind of was like hard on the team because apparently they lost to a team they weren't supposed to lose to. And uh, some of the better players weren't like leading by example. So he was getting into him. I'm talking about like, he started talking in a different language, but you know, when you, you see somebody really going off with somebody and like the kids, like I just saw the kids starting to like slowly get like down on themselves, down on themselves, starting to hang their heads, starting to feel like they weren't good enough. And I'm like, all right, after he started, after he was done like blasting them, I'm like, all right, look y'all, He's saying all of that because he believes in you, because he wants you to be successful, because he sees that potential in you. So I think along with being honest with them and helping them learn from them their mistakes, you got to hype kids up to the nth degree. You got to make them feel invincible, especially if they're on your side, Mm -hmm. because if they don't feel like they can do it, they're never going to step out of their comfort zones. And everyone knows you only grow when you step outside of your comfort zone. Right. So if we get kids enthusiastic to step out of their comfort zones, like, all right, what do you need me to do? All right, I think I could do that. Just if I think I could do it, I'm probably going to do it. But it definitely starts with just hyping them up as much as we can. Hyping them up, hyping them up, making them believe in themselves, knowing like, all right, coach got my back. Coach thinks I can do it. So I think I can do it. And really instilling that like personal confidence in them and reinforcing it, giving them criticism, telling them how to take criticism 
but more than anything, just hyping them up, hyping them up, making them feel like they can do anything. Because if you make a kid feel invincible, you don't. No one knows what's gonna happen. Nobody. You know, nobody knows. But the only thing we can do is like hype them up as much as we can. Right. Because as a young person, you just you have so many weapons that a lot of older people really need that they lose. Because you can still have the weapons that I'm about to talk about, which are imagination and time. Like those are two crucial weapons for success. Like crucial weapons for success. Cause that's what that's what really gets all of the glory is the things that were outside of the box. The things that oh, I didn't even think of that. How'd you think of that? You see what I'm saying? So really, I think if we change the relationship that we're feeding our young people and we're feeding people in general with messing up then that's when we'll see so much more improvement because yeah obviously the goal isn't to mess up right but the goal Mm -hmm. is if I do mess up then let me learn from it let me not think that the mess up is the end of the world Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's that's the easy that's the easy thing seen that's often that's the often thing seen because like just using that example you just used I've had multiple uh coaches just get in they rip in you rip in you rip in you and then yeah once every blue moon they'll kind of toss you carrot and obviously you shouldn't (laughs) need a carrot to want to be successful but you need them you like we can't right you need them like if if as a mentor as a leader you're going to be ignorant to the fact that somebody needs to be rewarded for their actions then that's on you that's on you for being a bad leader honestly because if you look in the mirror you can't on it nobody I don't think anybody can honestly uh neglect the fact that they want good things to come to them oh yeah you can't tell you like you can't genuinely tell me that you don't want good things to come to you so if you're mentoring somebody coaching somebody why wouldn't you want to bring good things to them? Let them have an abundant, build their abundance mindset where they think that they deserve good things. Cause that's, that's the big thing you touched on earlier when you said, I deserve to play pro bowl. I deserve like the, the, that's, that's a lot of, that's a big thing that people really, that's what really will push away people's blessing is the fact that they, they'll think they're not worthy. Mm-hmm. They'll think they're not worthy. So that comes with having a positive relationship with your imagination, with messing up with the process. Man, this has been, oh, this has been fire. This has been so fire, bro. Oh my goodness. All right. So oh, just so we don't overwhelm. <laughs> Just so we don't overwhelm people. I came here to drop gems, man. I I told you, like, when everything was happening, I was like, oh, we got to move it back. We got to move it back. Once he said we're going to move it back, I'm like, I'm going to drop so many gems, man. Let me be a living testimony to to anybody who has any doubts about anything. Like, you really got to want it. Like, you really, really got to want that more than anything like it starts with you it starts with believing you can if the belief's the hardest part then that should give you even more confidence if you're putting in the work if you got a good circle of people building you up if you know exactly what you got to do to get where you need to be if you got access to the resources and you just don't believe in yourself just take a second and realize all the things that you're doing right 
and realize that that's the last step because that belief is powerful. Like it's really, really powerful. And understand with that, understand with that, even if you don't get what you strongly believed you wanted, right? Even if you don't get that, you're going to get a blessing in disguise. That's just as shiny or if not better, if not more fitting, if not more rewarding for you, if not, you fit that position way better. So keep that in mind for anybody that's listening. Hey, my, I got a question for you. So this is, this is one of my last questions. What is either your favorite quote you live by or a lesson that you've learned recently? Shoot. When it comes to quotes, I just love quotes because they're just like life lessons and sentences. So like, um, Sometimes when I'm bored, I'll be like, and I'm all for dropping gems, you know what I mean? I'm all for dropping gems. So um, as I was journaling, I kind of like, going back to what we said, like I can say I deserve to play professional basketball, but if I'm not putting in the work, then I'm lying to myself. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where like this quote came from. So I came up with this quote myself and it goes like this. This is like, you can put this on my tombstone, like type of quote. (laughs) And it is... uh, uh, I am how I live, and that's in every moment. Hold on, say it one more time. You feel me? All right, I'm running back. One more time. One more time. One more time. Oh my God. I am how I live, and that's in every moment. Words to live by, man. Put it on a shirt. Give me copyright. It was good. <laughs> Let's wrap it up, man. <laughs> oh my, bro! Like <laughs> you didn't have to do that. <laughs> I told you, I came here to do, man. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> oh my god! I'm throwing. We're throwing that on a shirt. That is That's something good. different. I, I, I was saving that just for you to throw on a shirt, bro. <laughs> that is. Hey, whenever you're done with your pro <laughs> career. I swear to God, the Millionaire Mac Club is going to be the best self-improvement resource, and we need you on the team. No doubt about it. We need you on the, y'all are seeing it right here on the podcast. <laughs> y'all are seeing it. All right, this is my last question. So let's. So we talked. We've talked a lot about visualization. So where do you see yourself? So I can get you back on the pod in the future. Where do you see yourself in five years? Five years, um, I see myself playing uh, in the highest level of overseas basketball, and I believe that's a year to leave. Mm-hmm. I think if I really stay down, really stay dedicated to perfecting my perfecting my craft, perfecting my skill, continuing to network, because that was one thing that was honestly the biggest piece in getting me that's over here piece, was right. getting myself out there. Like, I could have the best left hook in the world, but if no one knows who I am, then it don't matter. You feel me? So continuing to network, continue to build myself and identifying my ceiling and then breaking through it. In five years, I honestly feel like I could be playing in the Euro League, like in one of the highest levels of European basketball. I love that. Hey, I'm flying out. I'm flying out. Um, Come out here, man. Bro, I forgot about your left hook. No cap. 
<laughs> it got me all the way here, man. Like no cap, that left hook got me all the way. Here. Left hook is. Yo, I can't tell you how many how many games of ones we've played. I'll be playing good deep, my six foot one self walling up, and then Zeke just left hook, left hook <laughs> in a row, and like there's just nothing I can do, and he's just letting me know. He's like, "That's a bucket. That's a bucket. Why are you talking crazy, James? That's a bucket. That's a." Man, I forgot about that left hook. See, I blocked out that memory. I had a block. I know, a lot of people do, man. A lot of people do. <laughs> hey, no, we got to run the ones back because I have belief in my jumper now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's over. It's good, man. We definitely going to run it back, man. But any, any last comments, any, any last messages you want to leave the people with? Uh, I mean, more so than anything, like whenever – Whenever you're feeling down on yourself, just like really check in with that mental hygiene. Knows that it starts with the mental, like really, really investing in yourself. Like I always say, there's no amount of money that's too much when it comes to investing in yourself. So if you feel like you gotta uh, pay for therapy, if you feel like you gotta buy a mental health book, you feel like you gotta buy a journal, or you gotta, you feel me, subscribe to the Millionaire Mac Club, like. Whatever it takes, man, like really like invest in yourself to be your greatest self. And one thing I'm still even learning is like be patient with yourself. Like understand it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen in a day. Might not happen in a week, might not happen in a year, but like stay patient, stay humble and stay hungry and just have that faith, keep that faith. And like amazing things that happen. Like you will surprise yourself. The greatest thing you can do for yourself is to surprise yourself. So continue to invest in yourself, continue to believe. And that's that's all I got to the people, man. That's all I got for the people. What? Hey, make sure y'all pick up those gems. Zeke, I appreciate you as always, my boy. This this was something crazy. I don't care if one person listens to it, 10 people, zero people. I gained gained knowledge. So you moved one person already. So this was a success. I appreciate you, my guy, for real. Great luck on the rest of your season. Hey, wait, last thing. Um, For your link for your games, is it one link where they can, like, it's like a common link where, or is it a different link every single game? So the one I'll be sending out to people is a link directly to the game. But mm-hmm. there's a YouTube channel called Swiss Basketball TV, mm-hmm. and that's the channel that uh, posts all the games. So if you just type in Swiss Basketball TV and Wallabies, like you'll see all the games or if you go to Swiss basketball TV on YouTube and then like look for the NLB men and then look up like the team, like every week it just updates with like the upcoming live streams. And then after the live streams, the games are just posted on YouTube. So the links I send you is just to make it easy. That way you could click on it and you just have the game that we're about to play. But if you go to Swiss basketball TV on YouTube and then look up the gold coast wallabies, and then you see like the next upcoming game, like that's when we're gonna play, or like say you miss the game because this is typically like uh, eight thirty in the morning on Saturday or something. So if you just check in like after the weekend, Swiss basketball TV Wallabies, our games will be posted there. But I'm gonna I'm gonna add that link into the description just in case somebody wants to watch. Oh, and in case somebody wants to connect, get some game off you. How can they reach? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, I mean, shoot. Uh, Instagram at uh, underscore Zeke2Fresh. I think my Twitter is also zeke 2 uh, Everything's Zeke2Fresh. Like, all social media is Zeke2Fresh. So, if you want to connect with me, I got I got plenty of gems. Plenty of gems. <laughs> I got plenty of gems. They for everybody, man. Hey, I'm going to link those in the description. Zeke, I appreciate you. For my people, for my people, for my people, make sure you subscribe. Don't take the game and not subscribe. Subscribe, drop a comment, drop a like, share, share. If you, if share you, share the gym, say for everybody, share, share for everybody. If you <laughs> laugh, if you learn any of that, just share it, share it, share it. And the seven and seven reset is coming soon, coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. The Millionaire Mad Club is growing. That means that y'all are growing. That means I'm growing. And I appreciate y'all. And like my grandma said, man, keep going, keep going. Peace.